It's the Andy Thompson Show on ESPN 97.7. We welcome in uh, Mr. Poppy for our weekly segment, Tailgate Tour. How's it going, Poppy? Well, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. Uh, Bernsey, say hello to, to Poppy. Good morning to you. How are you? Hi, Bernsey. <laughs> uh, last week, uh, let's remind the good folks at home, Poppy, what the category was and if we need to clean anything up uh, after the week of thinking about it. Yeah, no cleanup. Last week was uh, schools that blew it. And, uh, you know, we talked about some of the old-time schools that started football, like Princeton and University of Chicago, that could have been something, yes. and then they let it go. And then and then schools that are more recent that have blown it in other ways. So I don't have any cleanup. Okay, very good. That was uh, probably my favorite uh, top five that we've done, and we've done five or six of them uh, so far this year. All right, Poppy, we're ready to go with the, with the list for this week. Okay. Yeah, I thought this week, because of the interest in the, uh, the schools that blew it, I thought I'd stay in that vein and talk about those that are overhyped or overrated and then those that are pathetic and uh, just kind of take a shot at some of those schools that could do a much better job. Okay, so what is the uh, just generally teams that are pathetic or, or what is the criteria you're using to uh, make the list? Yeah, not the teams, but the environment. The, oh, very the, good. The stadium, the I mean, on the intro, you hear Brett Musburger talking about looking live at the Rose Bowl. And, of course, that's my number one overhyped yes. stadium because it's owned by Pasadena. It's not really owned by the university. And so they want to take all these blimp shots and how wonderful it looks there in, in January. <laughs> and, and, in fact, the Rose Bowl committee were very rigid, and they demanded that the Rose Bowl be, be started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon so you could get this nice scene from the blimp and then the sun setting over the San Gabriel Mountains. And so they were so rigid that they almost got left out of the college football playoffs. Yes. They wouldn't move their starting time. Yes, I, mean, I remember nobody that. Is, yeah, nobody has an opinion about, about their self-importance more than the people that run the Rose Bowl. Well, it was, so I'm going to start with that. It yeah. was funny because when they last week when they played Colorado, UCLA social media put out this picture and said the Rose Bowl is sold out. And the picture was right. uh, was of the Rose Bowl filled up, right? Probably at an actual Rose Bowl game on January 1st. But then when you watch the game... You know, the whole top tier of the seats are, you know, canvassed off. So they sold out probably 40,000 uh, tickets. So it is, it is yeah. pathetic. Yeah, so they, yeah, they put these big UCLA signs up that, that conveniently take about 20,000 seats. So you don't have to worry about selling those. Yeah. All right. Let's so I, I, oh. I'm, I'm doing this by conference. So overhyped in the, in the Pac-12 is the Rose Bowl for sure. And then I'm going to go most pathetic. And that is the, the <laughs> Memorial Stadium at Cal. Uh, I think you and I went with our wives to the game when they played Stanford in 2018. The big and I game. had these great expectations. Yeah, it's a big game. You hear all about how big it is. And it was just so ho-hum. Ho- ho- I mean, the, the, the place was half full. There was no real excitement. I mean, after being to real rivalry games like BYU-Utah or Alabama-Auburn or some yes. of those big-time games, this is this was pathetic. It was a bad, bad, bad experience. And an old stadium that hasn't been updated so I'm going to give most pathetic in the Pac-12 to Cal Memorial. Okay, yes. Very sleepy. I remember that game. Yeah. Okay, now if we go to the Big Ten, the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan, Ohio, those are always the ones that get the blimp shots. They're featured. They're, people are talking about how wonderful they are. And they're big stadiums. They take a lot of people. But they only fill up like the, like the Rose Bowl. They only fill up once a year for a big game. 
And there's really nothing special there. They did, I think they just think that being big is enough. Just having a lot of people, mm. that qualifies. And so, yeah, they don't try very hard to give you a great experience or to do much with the stadium itself. And so I'm thinking overhyped, both Michigan and Ohio State. So you're saying that the big house doesn't technically sell out many times per year. Right. I mean, it's got a capacity for 105,000 people. And when we went there for, of course, it was just Utah that was there. But they had, you know, 20,000 empty seats. Now, most of them are up high. But, you know, it's not, they don't, they don't sell out even for conference games. If you look closely, I mean, when they got these, these Iowa and Rutgers yeah. and Maryland yeah. coming in there, who cares? Yeah, so Michigan is overhyped. Very overhyped. I didn't realize that. Okay, I like that. Okay, so Ohio State and Michigan uh, win the Big Ten for most overhyped. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Pathetic. Pathetic is a tie, kind of in the big in the Big Ten. Okay, we went to we went to Minnesota when they played in the Metrodome, and of course that is not a college stadium, and it was indoors and it was lame. And uh, now they've got a nice outdoor stadium, so I probably need to go back because I think that's a better stadium. But I got a really ho hum feeling about Minnesota, and and it's a similar kind of a feeling when you go to Dyke Stadium at Northwestern. I mean, it's in. It's in Evanston. It's a cute little, uh, uh, cute little suburb of yeah. Chicago. But the stadium, and you've been there. The stadium is older, and it's about a third full, and this football is terrible, and it doesn't seem to fit into the Big Ten. It just seems like a mismatch. So I don't think much of Northwestern Stadium. All right, very good. I agree with uh, both of those. We'll get Burnsy's take on uh, the Metrodome as he's wearing his Vikings hat. Uh, oh yeah, after, well, does, he, does he want? Does he want to make his comment now? You got a problem, Burnsy? I have no problem. Okay. I mean, the Metrodome holds a, a special place in my heart, uh, especially the day that you know the snow collapsed the roof and fell through onto the <laughs> turf and everything along those lines. I mean, I get it. The Metrodome was. It was Minnesota's one-stop scenario for every sport. You want the Twins in the Metrodome? You yeah. got it. You want the Golden Gophers? <laughs> Go for it. The Vikings? Like it's it's good for sports to get away from that. And we talked about this last week, uh, and and you agreed with me. These college venues have uh, they're missing something when they play in these professional stadiums. Miami yes. is missing something. Yes. Pitt is missing something. Like it's not yours and that's that i mean college is all about history right and it's about tradition and it's about all all, all that cliche stuff and you don't get that when you inherit someone else's stadium uh who plays every single sunday so i i i agree i like the metrodome simply because it's fun to look back and say we played in a place like that look at it it's so old and like how did a baseball sound when it came off the bat in that place yeah had to be absolutely (laughs) funky but i i totally get it all right, good job, Bernie. What, what's, what's your connection to Minnesota? Did you live up there for a while, or did you just like that as a, as a kid? I have been up to Minneapolis one time in my life. I watched the Dallas Cowboys beat the Vikings live 40-3, uh, to 3, or 37-3. to 3. Either way, though, it wasn't a good trip. Um, it was a good trip. The game wasn't good. Basically, being from Wyoming... I have to pick and choose who my favorite sporting organizations are. As a child, I decided that I liked the Vikings, and I have been miserable ever since. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, they've had some high points. It was just before you were born, most of them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I know. All the Super Bowls that they lost. I miss those. You're right. Okay. Should we go to the ACC, Andy? Yes. Ready to let's do, do it. That? ACC. Okay. 
All right. I don't see anything there that's really overhyped. I mean, Clemson's got a nice stadium. FSU, they're both pretty famous. They're both very nice. I don't, I'm not going to criticize either of them. Those are the two that would get the most publicity. They're the most famous programs. But the pathetic thing, I'm going to go with Heinz Field at, 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 in Pittsburgh for the reasons that Bernsey just mentioned. Uh, we saw them, we, we saw them uh, play Utah in 2011, and it was just very antiseptic, not, ex, not, in, not, expi- not inspiring at all. And then I'm going to also give a, a demerit to Syracuse. I mean, they're another indoor place. They play basketball in there. Yes. It doesn't seem to really fit a college environment. Uh, so I know I get it. Syracuse is up in the north, and you want to have a place that's comfortable in the winter time. But there's a lot of places that get cold in the winter. Syracuse is no different than any place in Minnesota or Chicago or other places in the Northeast. Have a stadium that where you actually go out and play football and wear a coat. I mean, that's okay. I agree. I hate the domes. And credit Minnesota when they built their new college place. They just did a, a traditional, uh, you know, stadium, uh, open, open air stadium. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Where are we at now, Poppy? Okay, we go to the Big 12, and I'm going to take a shot at Texas and Oklahoma as being overhyped. I went to Texas just last year, and it is a beautiful place. And and actually, there was a huge game because that's when Alabama was there. They mm-hmm. had game day there, and so it was a it was a wonderful experience. But there again, that is one time in 20 years that that place has been relevant. Neither Texas nor Oklahoma have been nationally important in a long time. Oklahoma was a, dis- a disappointing place when I went there. And so I'm glad that they're going to the SEC. I think they're going to have better games. They'll probably have draw better crowds. It'll be a more, a, a more exciting environment. But most of the time, 98% of the time, games in Texas and Oklahoma and the stadium there is, is uh, disappointing. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I like hearing that. I like any time we can crap on those two schools. All right, <laughs> let, let's go to the most pathetic in the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this is an odd pick because Kansas is pretty good this year, and Kansas did had a great win last Saturday. But <laughs> when I went to Kansas, they were in the, the long throws of this long losing record, and you'd go in there, and it was just like people that were going in to see somebody at the hospital that was dying. You know, it was just <laughs> the, the stadium was okay, but the crowd was flat uh, and half full, and I think they played a – a conference opponent. I don't remember who it was, but it was sad. And uh, I'm glad that they're doing well now, but when I saw them, they were pathetic. Okay, Kansas is the most pathetic in the Big 12. And uh, where is that everybody? Pa? Have we gone through all, all the conferences? I haven't done the SEC. Oh, let's do the SEC. Now, I have to say, in, in the SEC, I haven't been to Georgia okay. or Arkansas or Mississippi. So those okay. are three big ones that I need to go to. But of the ones I've gone to, the one I'm going to take a shot at is uh, Jordan Hare Stadium in Auburn. Auburn is, you know, you know they've had two or three good years, and they beat Alabama on that kick six, and so they've had a couple good games. But most of the time, they have this huge inferiority complex. Auburn wants to try to convince you that they're important, that they're good, that they're just like that. There's this big rivalry with Alabama, and they're a they're a they're a competent foe for Alabama. Of course, they're not. Their stadium, they pump a lot of money into the stadium, but they're not really relevant most years. They have this thing where the eagle flies around before the game, which is nice, but but the Falcons do that at Air Force. So mm-hmm. that's not particularly unique. Anyway, I just got the feeling that they were really trying hard, but they just they just weren't 
They're over there. They, they overhype to themselves. They try to convince themselves that they're important when really they aren't. Okay. Uh, I, I'm disappointed by that because I always root for Auburn as the uh, underdog in the, in the SEC. Right. All right. Uh, most, yeah. most pathetic, Poppy. We might lose All you right. here in the next 10 seconds. If we do, I'll call you right back. Okay. Pathetic. I'm going to go to Missouri. Uh, we went to Missouri in 2011. Let's see. I think you are. No, oh, I got you. You got me. Yes, they they were playing Texas. It was a big deal. They were still part of the of the their previous conference, whatever it was called, Big Twelve, whatever it was at the time. Okay, there he goes, and we're gonna call him right back right now. Let's see if this works. I love the negative list. I love making fun of the schools instead of praising them, and that's what we're doing. I'm back. All right, Poppy, you're back. Okay, yeah, Texas was a disappointment. The environment, the enthusiasm. Uh, they were getting beat by Texas, and the crowd was just kind of like, here we go again. Yeah, this happens yeah. all the time. And I'm sure that in, in the SEC world, people are coming in there and beating them every week. And I'm sure that the fans in Missouri, even though they when they first made it into the SEC, they won their division a couple times because they were in the East, and the East was weak. Yes. But they haven't been they haven't been good for 20 years. And, and, the, and the feeling in Missouri uh, was not good. Not anything remarkable. So I'm going to give Missouri pathetic. The team that doesn't fit kind of in that same vein is Vanderbilt. They realize, hey, we don't belong in the SEC. Not sh- not sure why they are. Yes. Uh, they got this. They got this nice little stadium in downtown Nashville. So that's nice. But they just can't compete. They're not. They're, they they aren't able to get the athletes. They don't get the enthusiasm. The crowd just comes in there to watch watch them get beat every time. And so you get this kind of a. Like I, like I said before, you go to the hospital to watch somebody that's really sick and is going <laughs> to die soon. And maybe 10 years from now, with the way college football is going, what is your opinion on this, that Vanderbilt's going to get kicked out of Northwestern and these teams that never compete are going to get booted out of their conferences for the NFLization yeah. of college football? Yeah, as you know, I've got a, an opinion about that. In fact, I've written a long paper about that. We'll have to discuss sometimes. <laughs> but I think that's the future. I think as we go into this new program, the, all the money that's going to be put into it, I don't think we're going to just have two conferences. I think we're going to just have one big uh, uh, minor league for, yes. for NFL football. And it'll be all the best teams. I think Utah will be in there. Probably BYU will be in there. I made a whole thing about 65 teams that would be in. But the ones that would be out would be people like Vanderbilt. It's for the best. And Rutgers and the teams in the Big Ten that don't belong there. So you get the you get the best 40 or 50 or even 60 teams, put them in one league, and make sure every game's interesting. All right, that's Poppy's tailgate tour, the most pathetic uh, stadium experience <laughs> in each conference, as well as the most overhyped. Uh, go ahead, Bernsey. I just have one quick question for you because it's a relatively new topic uh, when it comes to the college football world because Colorado's been irrelevant for so long. Finally, right. they're back. I feel like I saw national television for the first time in my life, Folsom Field, right, and, and what that entails. And I get the vibe that it's a pretty stadium, has a pretty backdrop. Of course it does. But, I mean, is, is it is it all that it's cracked? Like, I don't feel like it's been discussed until now. I just want your view if that's something that would fit into the overrated side of things just like Colorado's football team ended up being or if it's something that uh, that actually fits 
Oh, no. I, I, I don't remember which episode it was. We talked about Colorado just a little bit. I'm very impressed with Colorado. And now that it's filling up and now there's some excitement there with Prime there, it's going to be a big deal. And I'm so glad that they're going to be going into the Big 12 because it is a beautiful, beautiful setting. And it's an old, nice stadium. It needs to be updated. Uh, you, they need to improve the concessions and the restrooms, and you can go stand in line a long time waiting for a hot dog. And they also need to do what Utah's done, and that is put in some better, more comfortable seating. These stadiums that were built in the 1930s have all these bleachers designed for people that weighed 180 pounds. So they'll take us to all these guys that are, that are 250 pounds, and they come in and sit on their seat. And they take two seats, and so you really can't. You got to update the seating. <laughs> All right, that's Mr. Poppy. You hear him every week during college football season, right here on the program. And if you've uh, tuned in midway through and want to hear the beginning part of it, go to uh, wherever you get your podcast and just search the Andy Thompson Show. Thanks, Poppy. We'll talk to you again next week. Okay, see you guys.